Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Woot, woot, woot. How's everybody doing? Keith Ferrante here. Man, I am so excited every time we get to have a moment together. And I hope you're enjoying this Emerging Profit podcast. Guys, I am, you know, I, I, it's, I, I'm doing this to, to, to help you step into greater revelation of who you are as a prophet greater revelation that there are prophets around and there's many varieties of them and i you know that you really embrace your prophetic calling that god has given you and you embrace the uniquenesses about it guys i don't this is this doesn't benefit me that i'm not doing this podcast for me i'm doing it for you guys i mean of course i i want people to connect to the message and and uh, to the mandate of being a prophet. That's that's why I do this. But guys, I'm doing this because I want you to really embrace who God has called you to be in. And today I want to talk about, just like we've been talking every every uh, podcast for, for a while now, about different prophet types. Today I want to talk about a prophet type, Amos, the tent maker prophet. Now, I absolutely get excited about every prophet type we talk about. I just feel like there's so many uniquenesses and things that every one of us can embrace in these. I want you to find yourself in this and I want you to find hope that you do have a prophetic voice and maybe, oh wow, I see myself in Amos a little bit and I see myself a little bit in Barnabas and Moses and, and, you, be, and, you, and you find yourself in these different types and you really embrace that there's a uniqueness about who you are and, and you step into it because it says in the book of Amos, which I so love, Amos is the book where it says the Lord does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants and prophets. Here's Amos. Amos, I mean, Amos is such a unique prophet. He is, in Amos 7.14, it says, Amos replied to Amaziah, I am not a prophet, nor am I, I was not a prophet, nor am I the son of a prophet. For I'm a herdsman and a grower of sycamore figs. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. I mean, here's someone that says the Lord does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants and prophets. But yet he then is sharing, I was not even qualified to be a prophet. I was not even seen as a prophet. I wasn't in the prophet circles. My dad wasn't a prophet. My mom wasn't a prophet. My grandpa wasn't a prophet. But I was someone that took care of, uh, you know, fig trees and took care of flocks, took care of, you know, animals and took care of trees. I mean, I so love that, guys. I, we've got a powerful emerging prophet that helps us run our emerging prophet movement that takes care of, Apple orchards. And you know what? I so love it. I love the diversity. I love the diversity. I mean, if you look through scripture, you see some powerful people and you look through history, you see some powerful people that didn't start off as a prophet. Like me, myself, I started off in pastoral dynamics. My parents were a pastor. My grandparents were a pastor. 
that's my unique journey as a, becoming a prophet, having a priestly line. Like there's prophets that are priests and then they, and then they step into the prophet. That's me. But some of you might be like, I got no priestly line, no pastors in my family, no prophets, no one serving Jesus. But I, God called me and he set me apart. It, and, and you look at people like Smith Wigglesworth. He was a plumber. He was a plumber. I mean, I love it. I, I, I love people that are plumbers. We need them. But God called him to be a healing apostle. And I think it was in his 50s. It was, in his, you know, it, was, it was when he was a little bit older that he began to step into this. It wasn't until he was older and the power of God began to flow. I mean, you look at people like Carlos Anacondia, amazing a revivalist that host that hosted revival in Argentina for you know many years. He host he owned a nuts and bolts factory, and then God began to move on him and say, "Hey, you, I want you to, to you know to release the fire of God, to bring an evangelist, to bring to bring amazing harvest." You look at people like John G. Lake, an amazing healing apostle, another healing apostle. He was a wealthy businessman. He was a wealthy businessman. You look at Paul. Paul was a tent maker. Like, what, what is that? You know, people, I don't think people understand that, but like, Paul was making tents. Now, some say he was actually making spiritual tents, like, you, you know, like tents where people would worship under. I, I don't know exactly my, myself, but, but I, I, just want, I just want you to see that like the work was not an enemy to the calling. I mean, look at Paul. In 2 Thessalonians 3, 7, for you yourself know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor do we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. So for even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. I mean, I just want you to see this, guys. There's an importance to the history that you have. There's an importance to your work ethic. For so, you know, like I get around the prophets and sometimes they just like, hey, I want to quit my job. I want to be a prophet. I'm like, why does it have to be one or the other? Couldn't your prophetic grace actually flow out of the authority that you have in as an IT person, as a plumber, as a tent maker, as uh, a politician, as, as, I mean, like if you're a pastor, the prophet should flow out of the pastor. If you're a business person, the prophet should flow out of it. It gives you a unique perspective that, that other pro- prophets don't have. Like, why would we want to like, oh, I just want to get away from this. Why do we so separate it out? I don't know how many people it's like, oh, you know what? I want to be in full-time ministry. I'm like, okay, I want you. I want you guys to understand something that that has really helped me. Like, there's two things. There's your job, and there's your work. Your job is where you get paid, and your work is what you do for the Lord. Now, sometimes we're wanting our work and our job to be one and the same. I want to get paid to do the work of the Lord. But guys, sometimes God actually wants you to get do your job where you get paid, and it's separate. But you're learning things from it. Do you think Amos was learning things from being a sheep herder, from being a you know grower of sycamore trees? Do you think that applied? I mean, guys, don't you? I mean, don't. I mean, I've I've seen I've seen people that are electricians and how, and, and, and like what they do in the natural, which is 
connect things to the power is what they do in the spiritual. They connect, they help connect people to the power of God. Like I've seen it over and over again where where there's a connection point between what people do in the natural and what they do in the spiritual. Like why, why would we not, I mean, here's Moses. What was Moses? He was a sheep herder. He, for 40 years, I mean, of course, he was a prince, and then he was a sheep herder, taking care of sheep for 40 years. And then what did he do? God called him, and then what did he do? He led a million sheep. He led a million people, just like you would lead sheep. There's a correlation. Now, there could be a time where God says, hey, I want you to leave your job, and I want you to step out, and I'm going to connect your job and your work together. Like my passion, Keith Ferrante's passion, has always been to... Um, you know, find that like keep finding ways to be a prophet and make my living make profit from being a prophet. P R O F I T, P R O P H E T. Like, and guys, you know why? Because the church tries to separate it out. You can't make profit as a prophet. And, and I'm like, okay, like what? So this, this, this is our part of our problem, guys. It's like some people are like, oh, it's. I, I, you know, I like my job over here. I like my, you know, my job is where I make my money. I love the security of it. I love the, the, what I can do with the money. And then some are like, well, if you got to serve, if you're serving Jesus, you got to get rid of all that and you got to trust Jesus. No. Why don't you use the leverage of your power to create wealth? Doesn't scripture say, Deuteronomy 8.18? He gives us power to create wealth and so confirm the covenant. Why wouldn't we think that we could actually launch off of the grace to make money in your job, whether it's connected to your work or not, whether it's connected to being a prophet or not? I mean, couldn't we think though that this would be at a beautiful launching point of actually something that gives you an authority as a prophet, your work? I mean, I, I mean, look at Chris Valentin. I mean, Chris Valentin had auto, you know, shops and um you know chris has been a mentor of mine for a number of years and i, I mean he had a number of auto shops he had 40 employees he did i mean now and then god you know he i mean he heard from bill johnson hey hey i want you to come over here and run this school third you know 30 students at start at the start it was super small and chris went over there that you know like he 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 took a pay cut but then what did he do he put his business mindset into bethel which now has like 700 employees i mean do you think that Chris lost his job experience? No, it transitioned into looking differently, but it's still there. His job, he still has that mindset of a business person and he's a prophet. I don't know, this just gets me excited, guys. I just think there's so many, you know, I've been doing a a study in this last season uh, about money and and just so many things that church people say that just like, oh my word, like we say all these spiritual things and they sound all good, but they're just so unbiblical. And it just so gets me like, oh my word, that this is why we have such a little impact in the world. It's, you know, we, we, we say so many things. The love of money is the root of all evil. Brother, be careful that you don't fall into the love of money. I mean, we got all this fear around money. So it's like, yeah, let me be a prophet, a non-profit prophet. Guys, I mean, and, and you know, the, the glitch in that is if you're a prophet and you don't have, you don't know where your next meal is going to be. Guys, there was a season where Jesus had his disciples say, hey, I don't want you to take an extra, extra clothes, extra this, extra bag of money. I just, because you know what? The worker's worthy of his wage. I'm going to provide for you. He was teaching them a lesson. And then later on, in the, and later on in that same 
passage in the same book. I think it's Luke, maybe uh, somewhere in the Gospels. Then he says, "Hey, if you have you know one set of clothes, get another. If you have one sword, get another one. If you have." You know, a little bit of money, get some more. It's like, which season are you in? Like for so long, it's just like the church has just embraced. There's only one season. There's only one way. It's like give away everything. Like we got this message that's preached from the pulpit. It's like, man, brother, live by faith. You know what? You know who's preaching that message? A bunch of pastors that are living by donations. They're living like, and they're trying to, they're, they're affecting the whole body of Christ with the mindset that they have, which is not the mindset of a business person, which is not the oftentimes, sometimes, but not the mindset of someone that has authority to take territory. It's a mindset of hoping someone is going to give them a handout. I mean, don't you think we need some Amos type prophets that are used to creating their income around fig trees? And sheep, they're used to multiplying. They're used to having to work their flocks. They're used to having to sell their flock off and to sell their, their fruit of their trees or, 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 or whatever, you know, sell, sell their trees, you know, cut them down, use the wood, whatever it is they're doing and, and wheel and deal and market and, 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 and be an entrepreneur. Don't you think we need some prophets that have that mindset that can come in and infuse the church, which has had for so long a donation mindset. And, and, and guys, let me just say this. Why are, why are some of you thinking, oh man, I wish I could serve Jesus and be a prophet, uh, uh, you know, uh, be, uh, be, uh, you know, like leave my job and go off and, 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 you know, and preach from church to church. And this is going to be so exciting or be on staff or something. Now, if God calls you, then that's your journey. You should do it hundred percent. I've done all of that. I've been an itinerant. I've traveled all over the world. And my main income was the preaching, was the money that I got from the preaching and the, from the books that I sold and, you know, all those kind of things. And guys, let me tell you, it was a lot of hard work and it wasn't that glamorous. And it was a lot, it was taxing on your body. You're traveling all the time. And I miss my family terribly. And it was affecting my kids. Guys, it wasn't a model that I thought was a great model. I think there is a time and a place that it can work for some of us. Depends on the age that we're in. And, you know, maybe our kids are out of the house. Maybe our wife or, you know, our spouse can travel with us. Maybe we're single. Like there's a lot of reasons why it can work. But why do we think this is the only model as a prophet? Why are we thinking this is the high bar, guys? I want us to think about this. I hope you're thinking about this right now as you're listening to this. I'm super passionate about this. We need some prophets, guys, that that understand the that understand they're not glamorized by the itinerant lifestyle. They're not glamorized by the, the way, like if, if God wants you to be a prophet and he wants you to leave like he did Amos, hey, I was a sheep herder, but God called me to be a prophet. It's, it sounded like he left. If God wants you to do that, make sure it's God wanting you to do that and it's not you glamorizing this and so you doing that. I see so often people will leave their secure job because they think, well, trusting Jesus means I need to be unsecure. I need to be risking and I need to be doing this. Can't, I mean, doesn't it take just as much faith to steward wealth as it does to have no wealth? Like I, I, I've heard it said before, it's like, okay, like if you call someone living by faith, what does that mean? You're living off of the donations of someone else who's worked for the money that they're giving you. Like whose faith is it actually? Because it takes faith to have a job. It takes faith to have wealth. Now you've got me passionately preaching. Hopefully 
uh, it's 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 a blessing to you guys, but uh, but I I want you to I want you to just to, just to catch this grace. Look at Paul the apostle. We worked hard to be an example to you. He didn't say I left. I mean, look at Paul. First Corinthians nine fourteen. The Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I've not used these rights. So I mean, look look at I mean, Paul's like I got the right to actually go around and preach and get money from my preaching. And the guys, there's nothing wrong if that's where it is for you and where you should be. And you should be getting your money that way. But Paul, he didn't, he didn't think there was only one option. If I'm going to be an apostle, I'm going to leave my tent. No, he's like, hey, I actually want to model for you guys something else. I'm going to work and then I'm going to preach also. I'm going to, I'm going to have my job and I'm going to have my work. Your job is where you make your money. Your work is what you do. Remember, Jesus says, my work is to do the will of him who sent me. John 4, 34. Like, that, like the work is, the, is John 6, 29. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Your work is believing. Your work is doing the will of God. Your job is where you make your money. And, uh, and, and Amos understood this. Amos understood, hey, you know what? I had a job, but God says, I have some work for you. I want you to be a prophet. And, and there, can, there is a transition. There was a transition. But guys, I think some of us, we just need help with those transitions sometimes that we don't assume. God called me to be a prophet. That means I need to leave my job. No. Has God called you to be a prophet and continue your job? Has God called you to be a prophet and actually your job is going to give you doors? It's going to open doors because of the, because of the work ethic you have. It's gonna, like Paul, it's going to give you favor. It's going to give you authority. It's going to give you a voice into the business community maybe. It's who knows. Like, I mean, and then some of you, God has called you to be a prophet and he wants you to leave your job. And, and you got to know that. And God has called some of us to be a prophet and he wants us to leave our priestly job. Like my journey as bit was was as uh, you know as was was years of like I was provoked to work myself out of the church salary and then off of the church insurance and then off of I mean and I was thankful for the the, the church that walked with me in that season but I was so provoked it's like I want to find my provision a different way I want to find it outside of itinerating and then I begin to find it online and I begin to find it through consulting because I was I was continually wanting to find a different model for how profits could could have, you know, create an income. Uh, prophets could do the work of being a prophet and create an income because I, because I'm like, I'm looking for models. That's what this is about. There's, and guys, this is the cool thing is this message. There's not one right or wrong model. Amos's model doesn't have to be yours. Some of you are like, I don't relate to Amos because I don't feel like that's what God's called me to do. But some of you are like, oh man, this is really encouraging. I am an Amos. I didn't have pastoral ministry. I didn't have prophet ministry, but I just worked this day job and God began to put in me, infuse in me this prophetic calling and it began to provoke, it began to mess my whole schedule, my life, everything began to change and I began to feel this pull towards this mandate, towards this mission, towards the people that I'm called to reach. Like I so love that. I so love the beauty of the variety, guys. I, 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 and you know what I love about Amos was he, you know, th there's a time to go back to your job, to go back to your money, and there's a time not to. And look at Amaziah, Amos 7.12. Amos, get out, you seer. I mean, Amos is now referred to as a seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel because this is the king's sanctuary in the temple. I mean, he's now, he's now in the trenches of being considered a prophet. And they're like, hey, 
go back to your day job. I mean, it looked like they're saying, hey, yeah, we, we, your day job is prophesying. Earn your bread and do your prophesying there. They, and look, look at that. They're connecting prophecy and earning bread. So I want you to see the connecting points between dollars sometimes and prophecy. Because sometimes we, uh, we, 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 we separate them out. Oh, brother, you cannot connect dollars to being a prophet. You're a Balaam. Well, the, look, at, I, I was looking at, I was studying that up. I'm so, so glad you asked. Balaam, it talks about who, uh, you know, uh, let, me, let me try to get it correctly here. It was, it was something like the, he, he operated under the wages. They've rushed for profit into Balaam's heir. The, the wages of wickedness, and, and, and I'm trying to, I'm not going to be able to find it like right here in this moment when we're doing our thing, but it talks about like the wages of wickedness. Like, like a, Balaam was connected to these, he was trying to earn, when I did a little bit of study on Balaam, he was trying to make money using his prophetic abilities to expose the weaknesses of Israel sexual immorality and that's what he did he told moab if you can get israel into sexual immorality then god will have to judge israel and curse israel because moab wanted to curse israel and wanted balaam to do it so balaam was using his prophetic gift to curse the people of god to make money that's the wages of wickedness is that what you're trying to do is that guys i don't know of I mean, maybe there's some prophets out there that do this, but I don't know of a prophet out there. doesn't matter how they're making their money that are trying to make their money and totally destroy, uh, you know, people like evil motives. I want the people of God to be destroyed and I want to make money. Like, hey, you're like, I- I'm gonna go over here to the new age community and they're gonna give me some money to curse the people, to infiltrate the church, to, to destroy the people of God. That's wages of wickedness. That's what Balaam was doing. So guys, for some of us that get all afraid, oh man, I don't want to be a Balaam. That was so evil. That's not what we're doing. If you're trying to make a living and be a prophet, that's not wages of wickedness. You're trying to make a living. You're trying to take care of your family. You're trying to take, like, don't, don't think that like this is the wages of wickedness, guys. Like this is, this is the stuff that I want to see like removed from our mindset. So guys, that's like, I'm so provoked as a prophet to continue to find other ways to be blessed and flourish and to connect uh, uh, our work and our job. And, and so prophets can go and minister to influencers and be so well off themselves because they have learned a way that they're so valuable. Like Samuel, when you went to see Samuel, we brought a gift. You didn't come alone. Like, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Bathsheba, or um, not Bathsheba, um, Queen of Sheba and Solomon. Queen of Sheba brought like millions of dollars to Solomon to hear the wisdom of God. Let's put it in a spiritual light here. It's not like, like, like she's, she's paying a ton of money to hear the revelation and the wisdom of God. I mean, look at Joseph, becomes the most powerful person in Israel because of what? His prophetic gift. He's got all the wealth he can ever imagine. Look at Daniel. All the wealth he can ever have because his prophetic gift brought insights to kings and opened the door. I just, I just think there's, oh man, this gets me so excited. It's, it's a little bit controversial. Ooh, so if, you know what, guys? If, if you're not up for this conversation, if you're, if you're offended already, 
Guys, consider that you might have a poverty spirit and the enemy has put that spirit over you to try to hold you back and to try to keep church like sacred and secular lie, the sacred and secular myth. This is sacred. You can't add money to it. This is secular. You can make money. No, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I mean, get my fivefold entrepreneur book, guys, if you're... If you, if you want more revelation on this and it will really help you, but I want you just to see Amos. Amos wouldn't go back to the work when he was under the pressure to go back. Amaziah said, hey, you go back and make some money over there. No, I'm gonna continue to be a prophet over here and it's costing me and I'm gonna keep doing it. Guys, that's, that's a true prophet. Yep, I'm gonna be a prophet and this could cost my dollars because it's, it's at the end of the day, it's not about the dollars, but we're not hiding away from the dollars, guys. We're not trying to create a model. We're trying to create a, you know, a funky model, guys, some old model. No, we're creating biblical models. And yes, at the end of the day, if God calls us to do some prophetic ministry and it hurts, guys, I've been tested in that over the years. I've had, I've had times when I was pushing into new things in our churches that people's like, hey, if you continue to do this, we're going to take our money. We're going we're gonna to leave. We're going to tell everyone to stop tithing. We're going to shut this down. And I'm like, I can't stop. I'm ruined for the presence of God. I Do what you must do. Like there's those moments where money is tested and we're tested around our dollars. But guys, when God sees that we make him the priority of the dollars, that's all that matters. That's the true prophet. That's not someone that's out there for the motive of money. They're like, so I, I think just let's not get all these lines blurred and mixed up. And let's recognize that prophets, God can bless prophets. There's so many prophets in the Bible that were absolutely blessed in so many variety of ways. And it wasn't offering-based, guys. There was times when it was offering-based, but there was times it was very business-like. It was very entrepreneurial. They made their money through their prophetic, their spiritual intelligence. They got paid. They got promoted. They got in front of kings. They got massive wealth and increased houses, all sorts of stuff, guys. And it, like, there's so many different models. So find the model. That's what I'm saying. Find the model that like works for you, but don't find some model because you're 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 you have this this spiritual picture of what you think a, a prophet should be like find the model where the grace of God is for you and that you're in your like don't don't like like I just get around people that that have like like they have like a pipe dream like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna be a full-time preacher and that's how I'm gonna be a prophet and I'm like I'm looking I'm like that's not how you're gonna make your income as a prophet you need to keep your day job and yes you're a prophet but keep your day job and don't try to think, oh, I'm going to preach over here and make, because that's not where the grace is for you yet. Maybe at some point it'll be there, but don't try to make that leap when it's not there. Don't try to glamorize that. You're growing in your favor right now. You're doing great right now. Don't step outside of that favor and shoot your favor. Continue to do what you're doing. And maybe there'll come a time where you should leave your day job because you have so many opportunities and now there's money connected to it and it's you're earning a living from it and it works for you and your family and your family's blessed and you have a life where you can still prioritize your kids and your marriage and in your close relationships and then your ministry is there. Like if 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 it's if it's like a if it's like a a model that's actually working and it's healthy, then that's a good model. But guys, don't don't think, oh man, I gotta do whatever it takes to be a prophet and you lose your family, you let go of your job, your finances are terrible, your family is hurting because you can't pay and because you think this is the way, this is walking by faith. No, I'm saying that's not the model of faith, guys. The model of, you know what faith is? Doing what God tells you to do. That's what faith is. Faith is doing what God tells you to do. 
believing what he tells you and saying, yeah, this is what I'm called to do. That's what faith is, guys, believing. So don't don't make faith something about something other than it, what it really is. Because guys, for so many years, I lived by quote, quote, faith. And you know what it was? It was a lot of worry. It wasn't living by faith. It was a model that was given to me. If you're going to serve God, you're going to be poor. You're going to have nothing. You're going to live off the donations and tithes of the church. That was not living by faith. That was living by a lot of worry. Let's not call that faith. And yes, God was faithful and he met me and he provided for me and he gave gifts and surprises to me in those seasons. But guys, you know what happens now when I have a bill, when I have a need? I don't, I don't think, God, I need gifts and surprises. You know what I think? God, where's the next job for me? Where's another consultation for me that I can use my prophetic gift and get paid for it? Where's another opportunity for me? Now I'm not thinking gifts and surprises. I'm thinking work. And and, and, and you know what? And I love it. I love to make the money and to pay the bills and to do the things that my family need to do through the work of being a prophet. It's a joyful fulfillment. And woo, I feel the anointing on this. So I'm praying the grace of God. I pray you just be free. I pray, I, I pray that you would be free of any poverty spirits, any funky religious spirits that are just trying to tell you to be a prophet. It's got to look a certain way and money's got to look a certain way and this. And, and, I just, and I just pray that you would just like be able to look in the face of God and ask him, what is his way forward for you as a prophet connected to, to, to and where's the, what's the provision supposed to look like? Are you an Amos? Are, what, what's, I mean, I think, I think the bigger question today is like, what does it look like for you as, an, as, a, as a prophet connected to provision? What does the provision look like for you? What, is, what does it mean to be a prophet in this season? So guys, we went a little bit longer today because I'm super passionate about this subject. I hope this is a blessing to you. I, I really want this message to get out to the body of Christ. I want the body of Christ to get free of all the religious junk that's actually holding us back from the rest, from impacting the world. The world's not even listening to us when we're thinking this way, when we're thinking so many ways that are just so, so poverty stricken. And, and, and I mean, you got a bunch of kings and business leaders and all these people trying to bring the, trying to bring their agenda to the world. And we're so poor that we don't have the money to make an impact in the world. Because we're, we have this model around money that's not biblical, actually. It uses scripture verses, but it's not biblical. So I'm praying you'd literally get free of that. I'm praying you would embrace the place you're at as a prophet. If you're in, in a day job, don't leave it. Go after your prophetic calling. If God's calling you to leave it, make sure it's the Lord and make sure it's not you thinking, oh, the glamour of over here. And, and you would really embrace Wherever God has positioned you, whatever God has positioned you, you wouldn't step away from it. You would embrace it and you would watch God bless you. Man, I'm looking forward to some amazing Amos prophets coming forth that have just such a unique history and are honoring God and are unashamed and are prophesying and are bringing the kingdom of God into in the regions that they're called to bring it into. Guys, bless you. If you enjoy this, man, let someone else know about this podcast. Come on, share this message. This message is a big one to me. Hope to talk to you guys again soon. Peace out. If you've enjoyed this Emerging Profit podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprofits.com or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.